Blog Talk Radio. This week's Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash Dungeon Crawlers Radio to start your free trial membership. It's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. And with that, another droid is destroyed. Welcome to Dunder Crawlers Radio. What happened to the Rembrandt? Um, that got torched. Why are you torching Rembrandt? I thought it was uh, wasn't it Van Gogh's you were nope, doing? No, nope. no. Before every episode, a Rembrandt gets destroyed. See, I get it confused. It was either Van Gogh or Rembrandt. I just yeah, couldn't remember. No, no. Someone mentioned a Van Gogh, and not yet. There's still plenty of Rembrandts out there. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to Dungeon Crawlers Radio. We are literally broadcasting from the dungeons of Dragon's Keep in Provo this evening, uh, sitting in with Brad Ashworth. So, uh, for those of you that do not know who he is, you should. Yeah? Yes. You, you, you may have to sit a little bit closer to the microphone, unfortunately. That, that The fuzzy thing kind of... The fuzzy thing. There you go. You don't have to, like, eat it, but... Yeah, it, please don't eat it. Blocks out. It does block out a lot of background noise. But um, yeah, so we're gonna talk about comics, this, that, and everything else uh, tonight's show uh, on our little mini boss. Well, not only that, but uh, Brad has actually been wanting to give away two of his drawings. So let's say that. Well, let's give that out now. Oh, yeah, yeah, two prints. So we have a print that's amazing. Uh, Wolverine sitting on top of. Well, I, I guess wouldn't sitting pretty much on top of the Hulk. Attacking claws, claws extended, just going and at him in deep into yeah. his flesh. So, uh, what is it? What, what what do they have to do to to get the first copy? We'll give another copy a little bit later. Um, uh, yeah, just go to my uh, Twitter page or uh, Twitter feed and just uh, go ahead and follow me. First person there gets it. All right. So, first person that goes to and what is your Twitter feed? It is pencil for the number four life. Pencil for life. Go there. All you have to do is. Yep. Add. Add, follow him, and then you will get this pretty oh, yeah, awesome picture. Him, yeah. yeah, and uh, it'll be signed, I'm sure. Yeah, it will be signed tonight. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, um, and then what do they have to do for the th- the other one? Uh, you guys, we'll decide on that. Oh, good. Better. Um, so a couple. Let's get a few things out of the way first off. Uh, the podcast awards. It's the uh, ninth annual podcast awards. You love us. Trust me, you wouldn't be listening to us if you didn't. So go to podcastawards.com. And nominate us. And nominate us. I mean, just nominate us for everything. Uh, No, just kidding. Uh, Gaming, definitely one. General, uh, people's choice, and anything else you want. But definitely, definitely. Two um, two nominations already, right? Well, hopefully more. But that's what we started out with. So we at least know we have two. Yeah, yeah. We nominated them so far. Yeah, so... uh, for those of you out there, tell your friends, tell your family. Just unfortunately, you can only nominate do one nomination per person. Per, per well, let me rephrase that. 
you can only fill out the nomination page once. So yeah. you can nominate us for several different categories, but you can only do it at one time. So That's uh, why you get your kids to do it, your yeah. neighbors. But you have everybody. to have a valid email address. So everyone that does this, go out and make your nominations. Uh, hit submit. you got to go back to your email and then, of course, validate the fact that you did make that submission. So we, it's just not someone randomly picking addresses and throwing them out. All right. And then, uh, of course, Monday, we'll be having uh, horror author Michael Brent Collings on the, the show talking about his new book and a couple of his other projects. And uh, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we've got much, much more for this month than that. Oh, yeah. See, this is my favorite time of year. Halloween, so uh, we're gonna tr- we're gonna try to keep that theme going this month. So um, horror novelist, horror movie the the following Monday inv- uh, involving roller derby girls. I mean, you well, can't not, go wrong. Yeah, it is. Wrong. Yeah. So um, we'll just keep moving along. So uh, yes, speaking of Halloween, yes, Halloween. Brad, you doing anything special for Halloween? Um, I'm not asking you out, just so you know. <clears throat> I, I can't have that, Chris. I think your brother would be a little ashamed <laughs> by that. By the way, I know Chris's brother. Um, yeah, uh, Halloween, I will probably be giving out candy at my house. You're not doing any like special like drawings or anything for uh, your windows? Actually, I just did some stuff um, for uh, Home Run Games. So, oh, cool. Yeah, um, I can't say what it is yet, so they won't let me. But I just I just sent all the artwork off. Those disclosure notices. Actually, it's just you know he just gave me a verbal thrashing over the email. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're actually cool guys over there. So uh, Scott, there's a shout out to you. But uh, yeah, they uh, hired me to do some uh, artwork for them. From you know they saw me at the con and stuff. So it was cool. Cool. Nice. Some scary stuff in there though. That's scary. I actually freaked myself out. Yeah. Nice. It was pretty cool. All right. Trying to get everything to load and get ready for everything. This is... I'm, like, totally off my game tonight. So, I'm, That's I'm sure you've noticed. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, go ahead. Brad, what yeah. got you in... Or wanted you... To, what got you started in wanting to be in comics? Um, Honestly, um, probably being picked on a lot when I was a kid. You know, because I always didn't want to be the fat little kid who got picked on all the damn time. So... Yeah. <laughs> what have superpowers and strength and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I started drawing when I was a kid and just kind of morphed to there. So thanks for all the bullies who are making me money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bullies, they can be beneficial. They can be, yes. I want superpowers. That would be awesome. Do I need that to bully you? I, I got bullied more than enough. I'm a redhead and I was short and skinny. Yeah, that doesn't take <laughs> much. So yeah. where are your superpowers? They have not developed yet. They're behind the mic. So apparently you haven't been <laughs> that or, enough. or or my superpowers is useless knowledge in Star Wars. Well, you know comics in, in the uh, and other geek stuff. The Mystery Men universe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm I, sure see, there is somebody with that superpower. See, I could be in the Mystery <laughs> Men universe. Yeah, I love yes. I just have to find the blue Raja, and then I'll be fine. Ooh, I want to be the waffle, uh, waffle nader. Yeah, or waffle man. Waffle That's man. it, waffle man. Wasn't it Dane Cook? I can't remember, but it was hilarious. Yeah, that was Dane Cook. Yeah, it was Dane yeah. Cook. Yeah, 
Yeah. I never paid attention to who it was. I just thought his song was funny. I don't know. That... <laughs> I mean... That's still a comic, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it a is, cannon fodder. It is a very weird comic series because you really don't have people that have like extreme superpowers. They're just like okay, kind of useless ones. I mean, yeah, they're like it's like you know, I shovel well. The the <laughs> superhero rejects league. That's what it should be called. You know, because. What I mean, Ben Stiller's character, Mister Furious, is that what well, he was? Well, you yeah, know that, Furious, that yeah. in the comics, none of these characters existed before the movie. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but it's just like, what is his superpower? He gets really angry. Well, that's cool. That's been done before. But well, he turns he, super big and green. Yeah, you know, no, he he gets stronger too. That's his other thing. He's supposed to actually get stronger. Okay, and then his fighting ability is supposed to go up too. Okay, when he gets angry. All right, but so, otherwise he's useless. And then the blue Raja talks in an accent and throws. Talks forks. in a fake forks. accent. Yes, I know. And throws forks. Yes, I mean, come on, that's a superpower. The spleen probably has the most deadly of them all. <laughs> the spleen <laughs> just passes gas. Well, he's also Paul Rubin, so the, there you the, go. The invisible yeah. boy only turns invisible Dude, when he him. when oh he strips God. down butt naked and then yeah. no one's watching. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He's hilarious. <laughs> um, I mean, it's... Baby Bowler was probably the only one that actually had powers. Baby was, Bowler? You know, she didn't have the powers, though. No, it was, it was ball. only it was her ball. dad. It was all her dad's powers. Yeah. He was in the ball. So yeah. she had no powers. I mean, yeah. <laughs> great, great series. I mean, the movie was, it was good. The yeah, tryouts were good. But it was <laughs> really uh, the PMS Avengers. Yes, that's what I was thinking of right there. I only worked one, one day or a couple days a month. Yeah, three days a month. <laughs> I mean, anybody got a problem with it? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, like you said, it's just like it's like everyone's taking every bad idea for a comic book character and said, "Okay, we're throwing it all into one movie." Yep. Well, they threw it into the comic books first, and yeah, then they put, made it into the movie. Yeah. And the whole idea thing is that they're supposed to also die at the end. Yeah. And that was the original script too, but then they changed it because no one wants to see that. They were like, oh, "Well, they don't want to see Ben Stiller die." <laughs> I don't know. They let Greg Kinnear die, and he was supposed to be the one with super real superpowers. Oh, he had the real superpowers. Yeah, and he did an amazing performance, which is really incredible. Oh, yeah. was great, especially since he was sick for. Turn the switch. Turn the switch. <laughs> what? 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 No, toggle. what or toggle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I like how he kills him. Yes. I mean, I think that's kind of where everyone's gotten their passion from is comic books. It's a geek. Everyone has at least. Started there or delved into comics yeah, at some point. Early comic books for me, and then, yeah, of course, uh, Super Friends when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, Super yeah, Friends. Spider-Man amazing. amazing Friends. Yep. Wonder it. Twins powers activated. Oh, yeah. Those, yeah, yeah. So, but Spider-Man, I think, is Amazing Friends got me the most. Yeah. Because you got he has a little secret lab, and then you have Firestar coming Firestar, Iceman. Iceman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course, you know, now I watch those shows now. I'm like, what the heck was I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Stories don't make sense. No. It's very <laughs> true, and you're yeah. like, uh, well, I mean, any of those wow. cartoons oh, yeah, from yeah. that. I mean, just watch an episode of He-Man from back then. Oh it's gosh, like, really? it's just like, what in the heck? I I thought this was amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> Prince Adam looked exactly the same. I know he looked exactly the same, except for he was 
wore a, a furry loincloth and this his metal voice thing. was a little bit deeper yes. as he talked. Instead of being all high. I'm Prince Adam. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's one of the things I really like about the new 2002 revamp that they did is Prince Adam was much scrawnier, smaller, and smaller than when he turned you know, when he turned into He-Man. He, he was big, mm-hmm. you know, different hairstyle and everything, and so I, and, and a different voice, if I remember right. Well, it was it was the different it was the same actor. Oh, just he, he well, did he did it different. Um, and so that worked. But then you look at these old ones, and it's pretty much Prince Adam is just wearing purple pants and a white shirt. Yeah, yeah. And, he and, didn't have, oh, yeah. He yeah, didn't he had purple pants and a white shirt. Yes. I was thinking of the other. The Trust me, I have the action yeah. figure still at home. Um, oh, no, no, no. Matt and Trapjaw. I was just getting confused <laughs> with the new cool He-Man that they had for like one season that oh, I yeah. saw part of. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's when He-Man had pants as He-Man. Oh, the new, adventures, the new adventures of He-Man. Yeah. yeah. And that's when he got sent into the future and that was weird. Fought the mutants and whatever. You didn't watch that, Brad? I'm no, sure. I didn't. <laughs> no. The only one I saw recently that was a redo was Thundercats. Yeah, but that one's pretty good. That was okay. Unfortunately, that, they canceled it. Yeah, they canceled it before they even finished the thing, which bugs me. But that's a, they did the same thing with the story yeah, arc. Yeah, yeah, but it's the, the the part that it gets me too is uh, some of the episodes like. They're supposed to run consecutive, you uh-huh. know, story-wise. Some of them didn't. You're like, what the heck is this? Well, yeah, it'd I, be still one I'd buy. I just wish I'd had the rest. My my only problem with that was it was not consistent. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like episodes that were just like, why is this here? Mm-hmm. There's like no That's activity. Kind of what I mean. yeah. And it was just running around. It's like, uh, I mean, but I did like the concept yeah. that they came up with I where, did like that, yeah. you know, they weren't just on some spaceship randomly and blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. it wasn't randomly on a spaceship. It was their home world they were fleeing from. It was kind of the whole crypt. Well, I know, thing. but so, you know, this time they got rid of that. They were on the yeah. planet. You know why there's this te- technology there because, you know, Mumra brought all these people here. Yeah. Well, there it explains why Mumra is there. There's more to it than that, actually. It is because they're on Earth and... It's that's why the technology is there is because it's Earth and we left Earth. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I didn't get to, I didn't get into all the new ones. And then it, it, there's more to it than that. It's also supposedly kind of like saying that it, this is what happens if Mamra didn't wake up and the Thundercats landed there. That's kind of what they were going for. It's also why the dad had was the the original Lionel voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, no, I thought that was cool. Um, really made me remember how hammy of a voice actor he yeah. is. <laughs> well, my favorite part is Snarf gone. Oh gosh. Well, yeah. no, he's in it. He no, you know, I, I know, but it's not Snarf. Snarf, Snarf, Snarf. Oh, Lionel, help! I mean, it oh, was just you did that pretty well. I know. Yeah. I think you've been practicing. It was just <laughs> I you just hit randomly here Snarf, and that was it. Yep. Um, but yeah, the old Snarf just drove me nuts. You know, and I did like the fact that they kind of made it that, you know, Chitara was kind of part of a clerical order. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, and cool. they kind of built a structure for their society instead of just these random people that happen to survive. The same. Yeah. Her, yeah, her powers kind of mystic. Because, know, I mean, like. the one thing that just doesn't make sense if you watch the old one is there's this massive ship that they're in, but there's only these few Thundercats that survive. Part of the whole escaping. And they're not the only ones that survive, too. Later on seasons, 
There's yeah, actually other Thundercats that have, had already left the planet that uh, also come to Earth. Okay. See, I, this is where my useless knowledge is. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Thundercats. No, no, I'm talking about 80s cartoons. <laughs> hey, I like 80s cartoons. cartoons. Nice. Yep. Transformers. It's also interesting, too, going back and watching yeah. Thundercats and go, hearing them use these rather large words. And you're like, you know, as a kid, I don't think I would have known those words. No. But, like, they they use gratuitous a lot and other things. Like, I'm like, wow, there's no way. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I hate to say this, but cartoons, marketing, it's all marketing. Yeah. I mean, really, is you know, it's like a toy. If a toy company wants to put out a toy, let's make a cartoon. I mean, it's yep. really, and that's and that happened back in the eighties. I mean, that's, we could definitely talk a long time about that. Yeah. but we probably should talk to Brad. Uh, we should. It's all good. I like all this. Stuff. We've got uh, a few more moments, and we'll really dive in. But um, this is something we were talking about before, and then we decided we're going to talk on air. Agents of Shield. Yep. Second episode. Yeah. Um. No, I did enjoy it, but there's a few things that, to me, were just like, really? This doesn't make sense. One, this is supposed to be the most high-tech super airplane in the universe. I mean, I didn't get that from the first episode. Well, this no. this shield is supposed. I mean, it it doesn't mean that it's the most high-tech super yeah, airplane. It's just a big toy. I think you were having higher expectations than you should have. Okay, this was what they went around in before the helicarrier. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And yet, it was so easy to take over. Well, that's... it didn't. It didn't have any. You know, they blew a hole in the side of the plane. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers. And there was like no, def, you know, mechanisms to immediately seal that up or anything like that. Well, you know, when a fuselage of an aircraft, my uncle builds them. You know, there probably wouldn't be. You know, so I understand that, but filling it up with spoiler alert, raft. To stop the wind. That made me laugh. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, that was, I just looked at them and like. And they're walking around normally, you know, I'm like, yeah. oh, of course. And the wind's not blowing anymore. Well, not only like, that, the guy uh, hit the raft. Yeah, in my yeah. opinion, he would have gone, a, a, a basic gone. physics in that, that should, they should, he, when mm-hmm. he hit that, him and the raft yeah. should have gone out. And that plane should have dove down to, uh, yeah, because yeah, there would have been no oxygen up there. Yeah. <laughs> there was no gas mask coming yeah. down. Nope, nope. Where oxygen mask coming So, I mean, there's just a few of those things. Uh, there's a sure couple... Sequences. Yeah, I mean, there's a we, couple... They could have been filling it with oxygen at the sure, time. Maybe. Sure. Maybe. See, I, it, since, you know, it's this high-tech plane... That it should be. It should be a really high-tech plane. Come on. About they have a... They have, they a, have, they have two this extra oxygen on the back wings. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only that, they've got a Corvette that turns into pretty much the DeLorean at the end of the first episode. Yeah. So there should be some sort of high-tech equipment on this. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, now, I think Lola is actually more advanced than the plane. How they took the plane over, though, was all the fault of the agents themselves. Well, that's true, and yeah. I, I didn't have a that problem with that. Whole user security error right there. Yeah, I, mean, I, had, I had no yeah. problem with Let's that leave part. Leave the door unlocked and just invite people in. Come on, just don't do that. So yeah, the Cotton has a bunch of muscly guys, you know, backing her up with guns. I mean, doesn't. It, to pretend to drink alcohol and never yeah, take, yeah, a never take a sip. Yeah. yeah, there's it was, yeah, there's a I couple actually, things that were just kind of weird. Okay, one thing did bother me is that it took them that long to notice that they hadn't taken a sip. Yeah. I had already noticed before that. I'm like, mm-hmm. they're not this is so a setup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are you guys being so blind? But well, at the same time, you know, it's our third person view. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 
So, you know, we'll see how it turns out. Um, I it, actually it's enjoyed Josh, the whole movie. It so. is Josh well, Whedon. It, you know, so it, it should do cheesy. do well. But it the first one was really solid. You know, it was just yeah, like, it was. it was quick moving. And this one seemed a little bit slower. And it just seemed like, all right, what am I watching here? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't as excited mm-hmm. for the next episode when I, I ended yeah. the show. I don't think they use uh, certain characters to their best advantage either. Yeah, like Ming Na's character is probably probably should have been introduced way more in mm-hmm. the beginning instead of this reluctant sourpuss. Well, fighter. I, I think that that will come out, and I, I but the whole cavalry thing just drove me nuts. Yeah, it's like they, they give no explanation of what that is. Yeah, I mean, well, of course not. They're trying to. Hook you and make you want to watch more episodes yeah. by doing that. And the the two this, scientists, man, I just wish oh, they would have flown gone. out the hole. They should have gone out the hole. Yeah, they should just. Yep, with their little robot doohickeys with them. Uh, or, or at least the the guy, the girls. the girls, somewhat okay. The guy, totally. I think that it'll all change, especially after that episode. Yeah. Well, and it may. You know, I I do know sometimes with these larger t- TV shows, they do three to four episodes. Yeah, Get, time and then finish. after that, you know, after it's been given the green light, then they move forward. Yeah. So and that and that may be the case. Yeah. yeah. But you know the uh, the end spoiler at the very end of the episode, the episode I did I did like that. Oh, or yeah. not spoiler, oh, yeah, yeah. I like a little sneak I like that, yeah. Easter egg in there. That, already, that was good. They've already planned others to show up in the um, yeah. other episodes. Yeah. He's supposed so. to be in more episodes too, from what I was reading online. Nice. So. Yeah, he's not the only one that's going to show up randomly, yeah. apparently either. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, Rufio. Rufio. Uh, Can't play the Hulk. Mark Rufio. Yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he was contracted Ruffalo. to do like, Ruffalo. 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 Like I always say Rufio or something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they're not going to be doing that many with him. So maybe they'll just, you know, spin off some of that TV shows. Maybe. I mean, I think so far he's portrayed the best Bruce Banner Hulk to date. Well, second best. I wouldn't say he's the best. I mean, the best Bruce Banner, in my opinion, is still the Eric Bana. may not have been the best movie, but he was still the best Bruce Banner. Okay. Uh, I like Ed Norton. You like Ed Norton? Yeah. Well, we are split three ways on this one. (laughs) Which is funny because Edward Norton actually hated that movie. Because it wasn't his movie. No, what it he wasn't. Wanted. But it was really good. Yeah. I liked it. I think the no, I, a lot I of enjoyed it. It, it could have been good. better. Yeah. And so it made me not happy at all. Well, the part that bothered me was the abomination. Thing. That was most of it. Yeah. Especially who they had playing. Uh-huh. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I was like, it's the guy from Lie to Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that, that's actually, that started about the same time the movie came yeah. out. Yeah. Yep. That's, yeah, that also and I liked the lie to me, and I was like, he, "This guy's too small and scrawny." Yeah, that's why he made him an abomination. They had to make him bigger. <laughs> no, especially because <laughs> he was supposed to be like this uh, really killer soldier. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not buying it. No. Couldn't no. buy it at all. Mm-mm. That's okay. He's too small, too wimpy. Yeah, and then they they have it uh, so that way it feels like they're going to have the leader. But there was no way they were going to make another movie after that one of no. the sa- of the whole because no. that wasn't a good movie. Mm-hmm. The, the other guy, though, the other scientist, I think he should have been the bad guy in the movie, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, the other one was working with him again. I can't remember what the character's name is. The guy yeah. that becomes the leader? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor yeah. something or other. Yeah. Well, if they had you know, done a better job, well, who knows? Well, it's all right. let's jump into some comics here. So, sure. how long have you been doing, have, 
You've been drawing comics now, roughly. Um, seriously, over probably the last year. Okay. A little year. I was always toying with it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of wasn't sure if I wanted to take that plunge because I was making some good money at the time, um, working in computers and stuff like that. But uh, I ended up getting laid off, which sucks, but yep. forced my hand, so I started doing this to make money and... Um, it's kind of worked out, you know, but I've had a good mentor along the way. Sal Valuto is my mentor. Nice. And uh, Travis Walton's been helping out, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give me some pointers I took to heart. Uh, books to read, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, studying a little bit, trying to get my, you know, camera skills, shots, mm-hmm. and things like that in order. And then definitely to go with my instinct for using uh, tone work because I'm colorblind, so... Uh, hmm. That's helped out. So, huh. so um, since you mentioned you're co- you're colorblind, is, yep. has that kind of been a challenge? Uh, no, actually, actually, it's been awesome. <laughs> okay, it's actually been beneficial because yeah, he doesn't have to do the coloring. Nope. No, uh, uh-uh. don't. Nice. It takes me longer to do pages though because I do. I uh, start with pencils and inks and ink my own work. Mm-hmm. I, I originally thought about having Travis do some of my work, and he did some of my work. Like we did sample pages for uh, the book I'm actually currently working on. And um, Travis's style is very clean, you know, very classic, because he's been doing it for a very long time. Yeah. But I like to be very rough, um, unpolished type thing. I, I don't, I like it closer to the way that uh, Todd McFarlane does it. Uh, I guess. Does. Yeah, because he does his very rough. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, uh, I don't like it too polished, too finished. But, you know. Yeah, but definitely not as far as Todd McFarlane goes. Cause yeah, he does a lot more of the chicken scratch. <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of chicken scratch, but no, I like to have things kind of well defined and things like that. So, um, so I decided to do it myself, and I just kind of took up the pen and started inking my own stuff. And yeah, I still make mistakes, but you know, I just live with it. So mm-hmm. you know. Not everything comes out perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But, and now I, I do the tones over that with uh, markers. And then I use a little gouache for the whites. So I make it pop. And then sometimes, like uh, the print we're giving away today, by the way, um, I put it into Photoshop. Then I adjust uh, the depth of mm-hmm. uh, the darks and the lights and uh, try to give it a polished look. So, yeah. So it takes me a little longer. It, it does look good. Um, we should put a camera on this and just show you, but uh, we uh, don't have a camera set up. No. Uh, we can but, take uh, photos, though. Here. we got photos. Here. Bring that You can also here. go to uh, my website as well, uh, bradashworth.com. Yeah, you can and, see them uh, at bradashworth.com. It's under the commissions page. You can see it. It's the second post. The first post is actually uh, Dragon's Keeps Windows that we're, I'm doing. Dropped off the original art just as I came in today, actually. All right. So. Here we go. I'm going to throw this up on our, our Facebook page. Oh, there you go. So people can see this, mm-hmm. and it's an, an amazingness. All right. Um, Remember, we are still waiting for one person to uh, join the follow for uh, my uh, Twitter page. Pencil so for Life. Get one to, uh, la, 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 la. Pencil the number for life, and uh, you'll uh, win one of the prints. So go ahead. See, this is the, the, the best thing. Even though we have all these wonderful listeners who are listening to me, yeah. they're always really afraid to do something. Because I they, be you know, I just think they're like, 
Nah, I won't get it. I won't get it. Uh, well, or, you should try or, anyway. Really? I don't think they're giving something away for free. I, it's the funniest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be we'll be with a live crowd. We can we'll hand stuff out like crazy. But oh, yeah. to say, hey, call in now or drop something on Facebook. No one does it. It's the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. Really, you can get a print. Yeah. No, we're not kidding. No. It's one uh, by seventeen. It's pretty big. So. Yep. All right. But uh, oh yeah, comic books. How I got into stuff like that. So. Um, I met Sal uh, through a friend of mine, actually, at my former job where I got laid off. He ran his website. Hmm. So we were kind of just talking back and forth. I didn't take it too seriously. And then after I got laid off, I actually came to Dragon's Keep here, actually. And they were doing a a drawing. Well, like, Otley was here, Ryan Otley mm-hmm. and Kirkham and um, Sal and some others. And they were doing a... Like uh, they call drawathon to raise money for another local artist, comic artist who came down with uh, the same cancer I had, and so um, I was like, all right, cool. So I'll stop in, pick up a drawing, and then I actually got to sit down and chat with Sal about a book I was kind of writing in my artwork and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And we kind of hit it off from there and went back and forth, and then so then I just. He's like, you know, you got to stop being afraid <laughs> of doing it because, you know, you'll never know mm-hmm. unless you put it out there. And you, know, you got to be pretty dedicated to because this is not uh, something you can just kind of do passing on the side. Oh, what happens? No. No. Uh, people think, oh, you just sit down and draw all day. It's it's so easy. No. <laughs> it's it's more work than I was working at my other job and making better money. Yeah, so, I, I can totally understand because yeah. I've tried to do a storyboarding. Oh, good heavens. That's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more work than a uh, comic book because they give you more time with comic books. Uh, storyboarding, they usually like, okay, I got this. Can you make uh, me about uh, four cells to show at least uh, this scene? I'm going to come and get them in about a half an hour. Nice. <laughs> You're like, oh, what? No. Uh, I, but you don't actually say no. <laughs> no, but you can yeah. make a chicken scratch, though, so as long as they can tell what's going on. Yeah, and yeah. so that's another difference between that yeah. storyboarding. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's definitely a lot of work that goes into these things. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, especially like the size that you do them at, and then you have to shrink them down for the comic books when they're actually yeah, in print. Actually, that helps a lot because it, puts, it makes it look like I did more, de- more detail than what I did. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> true. So it's it's quite nice, yeah. But uh, yeah, I always, I always used to look at them like, oh man, how do I draw that good? That's small, you know. I never understood <laughs> when I was younger that oh, you need to draw bigger and then they reduce it down. Yeah, it took me a while to understand that too because yeah, yeah. I kept drawing. So comics. I kept drawing yeah, an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper. I'm like, dude, it's not looking the same. Yeah, yeah. Ah, totally that's the secret. So you do do the full panel and then they shrink it down. Yeah, they um, you do it on Bristol board. I buy uh, Blue Line Pro comic book paper. Um, it's very smooth. takes inks very well. Uh, actually, works really good with markers. Actually, I thought I was quite surprised. So nice. Yeah. Um, and then um, scan it once you're done, and then they shrink mm-hmm. it. And Photoshop is a lovely machine. Yeah, lovely program. So, but uh, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it, and then I just started. Uh, working with a couple friends on a comic book story because we're like, oh, if we're going to do something, let's do something kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And so we started 
working on a project which um, I was going to announce on your show today. It's called Fang Ho, and um, it takes place in China, kind of near future type thing. Uh, you probably saw some of the artwork at the con. Remember the picture with all the monkeys and yeah, yeah. That's those are the villains in the story. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, so is it based off of any Chinese lore? No. Okay. No. Um, we just took some things that we wanted to add in the story. You know, we definitely want a moral uh, in the story. Was a little bit of love, a lot of action, uh, things like that, and um, but make it kind of um, toward today's settings. You know, mm-hmm. with uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world and stuff like that, you know, and then, you know, having, you know, to choose for yourself and that one person can make a difference, you know, in mm-hmm. in your community, in your world and whatever. So it's kind of like an activist story, but hidden, <laughs> hidden in all the fun stuff. So, I mean, it's not as blatant as Fern no. Gully? No, 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 not at all. Not at all. What was the answer? Uh, pencil and the number four in life. Yeah. Are you going to be the first one so that way you get the print? No, I'm I'm posting it on Facebook. Okay, I'm oh, just, there you go. I'm just wondering, because yeah. if you end up being the first one... That'd be a little strange. Yeah, we may have to disqualify you. Oh, I'll be disqualified if I do that. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there so everyone, because they, they see our Facebook page yeah. quite frequently. Um, there it is. It's out there. You can see a copy of kind of what it looks like. Uh looks pretty awesome. In fact... Is there any green on that? On no. That photo? No, there's not. Which is really amazing because how I took the picture, it shows up that there's a little bit of green showing. Look at that. <laughs> wow. There really isn't just, any green. Just because of the way <laughs> the light reflected off of it. That's right. pretty awesome. But um, yeah, take take a look at that. The first person that goes over there, do it. It's yeah. free for crying out loud. Um, yeah, pick it up. So. Oh yeah. Um. Anyways, the the whole Fang Ho concept. Um. The announcement was actually that uh, a local company here called White Eye uh, Studios mm-hmm. is actually putting our story or my story and a couple local guys here in their anthology book. Cool. So it'll, the first issue, which I got to go home and start working on next week, <laughs> uh, it's going to be 10 pages a month of my story, roughly. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, I believe it's going to be two ninety nine on Comicsology. You can pick it up. There's going to be over 100 pages of content, though. And, That's uh, a good deal. It is a good deal. And uh, so after a year, we'll put out a trade paperback and something like that. But uh, the first issue with my story should be out sometime late next month. Oh, cool. Nice. So before Christmas, for sure. Stocking stuffers. Uh, digital stocking stuffer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, go to the internet. Here's your what you bought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of cool. I'm kind of excited about that. and. Uh, Everybody's just super pumped about it right now, so we're kind of scrambling just to um, finish all my other art projects currently, mm-hmm. so I can just focus on that. So, yeah, because it'll take me about twenty days to do ten pages, so roughly. And then we got lettering and all that kind of fun stuff. But yeah, yeah. So anybody that actually wants to break into the comics, understand that it's time that you oh, are investing. Oh yeah, it is total time, total dedication. Uh, you have no life. Yeah, no, um, you pretty much don't get to do anything. No, you don't. <laughs> like, oh, Superman came out. What year is this again? <laughs> yeah, like I'm way behind on. Like I was reading a bunch of books, but now I'm just I'm just down to like two that I'm reading constantly right now, and that's it for comics. You know, monthly yeah. comics. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, the X Men. You know, the all new X Men. I like that one. 
And then uh, mm-hmm. I'm reading, uh, oh, what is the other one called? It's another X-Men one, so the X-Men title. Uh, there's like three of them out right now. Wolverine and the X-Men, that's the one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm reading those ones right now. The whole Battle of the Atom thing is kind of cool. But So, yeah. now you're doing this full-time then? Uh, yeah, full-time, then I work a part-time job as well. Okay. So, my life is, yeah, work. Pretty busy. Come home, work. I go to the gym. And then work again. So, yeah. And sleeping is more of a luxury than an actual necessity. It was last week, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, once yeah. it gets uh, to a normal routine where, you know, I, I can count on so many hours a day, I'll get strong, stuff like that. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the challenges you found that you ran into kind of um, converting to doing this? Yeah. Uh, the biggest one is everybody wanting to work you for free. Yeah. Um that's the biggest one. And I actually had to cut ties with uh, a certain company uh, right after Comic-Con. Uh, I was working on one of their projects. And mm-hmm. uh, money just wasn't coming in, and I had bills to pay. And I was like, hey, you know, I need to get money for my work. You know, I can't just be drawing new pages. And I get paid on the back end. You know, I kind of mm-hmm. walked into that deal. Not only thinking about it, so we argued a little bit and then uh, parted ways. But yeah, working for free is never it doesn't never a good work. thing. Mm-mm. No, no, it works. Just you like know. in Hollywood, if you work for free, people will take advantage of you from then on. Yes, yes. And so um, Sal, you know, kind of kicked my butt and same with uh, Travis. Like, what are you doing? You know, you're better than this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, I kind of walked away from that. But the good thing was at Comic Con though in Salt Lake, I got a lot of work after it. And during the show, mm-hmm. I was completely swamped. So, yeah, you were. Yeah, <laughs> we, we'd come by his uh, booth and there were people gathered around him. I had to yell at him, "Hey, hey, Brad, hey!" <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I stood up. I was like, "Oh my gosh, Chris!" Yeah, it's been a while since I seen you. So yeah, yeah, you and I didn't have a beard then. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Time is Has it been that long? You grow a beard? Yeah. Since the show. Well, that's great that you you got pretty much swamped and you have all that business. Yeah, it is. It, it's been very, it's been a good blessing. So it's nice. a good problem to have. Yeah. And, you know, I, I understand the whole working for free. It's mm-hmm. it's tough when you're putting in so much yeah, time and, I know and as effort. Yeah, you know, when you're trying to, mm-hmm. you know, decide if this is going to work for you or not mm-hmm. or, or whatever, you're going to have to do some really cheap jobs or, you know, free work. I get it. But when you're older and you've been drawing for a number of years like i i've been drawing since i was a kid so i just didn't like not just start drawing a year ago you know Mm -hmm. i've been drawing since i was younger and it's always been my second you know always in the background ever Mm -hmm. ever since you know uh you know i was younger when i got sick you know for a year i was just drawing the whole time so the skill's always been there i just never used it and then I decided, oh, well, it's time to use it. And then I had to put real hours in, you know, 40-hour weeks just drawing, you know. So it, you're going to have to do some projects for free, you know, especially when you're trying things out and you want to do, uh, you know, get those free scripts that they offer for submissions from companies. I did a few of those trying to, you know, see where I stand and try to get some feedback in there. I didn't hear back much. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of people got back to me, a couple of game companies and stuff like that. Like, hey, you know, this is what you need to work on. 
you know, type thing. So I took that to heart and then I went back and, and tried it. You know, I, I recommend doing some of that. Do, doing free comic we did at local stores like Dragon's Heap had me here drawn pe- for people mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of times. And, uh, you know, that gets your sketching for people on the fly, you know, will get you quick pretty, you know, get your, get your quickness down. You need to be pretty quick. So, so. <clears throat> do you only draw when you're supposed to, like when you have something planned, or do you actually practice? Um, I just set, a time, set aside time. Uh, sometimes I set aside time. I should be honest with that. Um Usually I have a, a time during the day where I know I'm not doing anything else, and I'll just sit down and start sketching, you know. And it could just be random crap. You know, it does not matter. Um, there's no real plan to it. The only time there is a plan or a method to why I need to draw is when I'm sketching out layouts for pages. Yeah. That's the only time I really have to think about what I'm drawing. Um, and that should be the only time you have to really think about what you're drawing. You know, where's the light coming from? Is this pose correct? Is the proportions pretty correct? You know, the lighting, you know, the angle of the camera view, and mm-hmm. is the interesting, is it well-balanced type thing. And that's the hardest part, you know, um, about doing a comic page is the layouts. No, yeah. Once you have that, it's, it's autopilot from there. You just need to put in the time at that point. You know, and not make any major errors, and you know, you gotta keep people away from you. Uh, I, I try not to have cell phones, try not to be on the internet. I'll turn mm. on the radio, and I will not pay attention to news. I will not pay attention to other, you know, things that are happening in the world that will distract you from your job. Girls are a no-no <laughs> while you're working. You know, they are the biggest distractions on the face of the earth. You know, at least for me, anyway. So. You know, you just got to cut everything off. And, you know, I, I'll even, like, I shut off my phone when I work. You know? Wow. In fact, I don't have the phone right now. I turned it off. I only use the computer for my phone. Hmm. That way, when I turn off my computer and I'm working, I do not get bothered. So what do you think, like, the like basic skills that people need to have if they were to go into comic books? Well, they said in comic books, you need to be able to draw anything on the fly. So your basic, you need to have knowledge of, Shapes, um, you know, all sorts of shapes, because everything is a shape. Oh, yeah. Um, your, uh, what's it called? Uh, I forget. Terminology is not my big thing. No, it's okay. But it's uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, how it works, when to use it. <laughs> you know, it, you know, is this going to be foreshortening and anatomy? Those are the biggies right there. So shapes... Perspective and for and uh, anatomy. Yeah, yeah. I'd just say those are the big three. Yeah. Okay. So we've, we've got your challenges uh, and everything well, else. Um, what are kind of the biggest things that you've really enjoyed? Because going from a tech background yep. in computers mm-hmm. to which is pretty, you know, uh, you're thinking very linical. Yeah. yeah. The going to something creative and drawing. I mean. Mm-hmm. It's got to be tough. I mean, uh, it was at first, you know, just trying to let my mind just kind of wander and see things. And so, because drawing should never be very, very uh, technical, very, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's technical some parts, but it should never be very digital. You know, it needs to be more analog, more free flowing. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, I can draw here and then move over to this page or part of the page or whatever. There should have a flow to it. And, yeah. um, you know, sometimes it's just, uh, you know, just trying to switch was hard. You know, it just took a while. But, you know. Got to switch from the left brain to the right Yeah, brain. Uh, I found what helped me out, though, was uh, I was actually, uh, believe it or not, I'm a big guy, but I used to be a lot bigger. And so mm-hmm. when I got fired, two things happened. I started drawing. And I decided to lose weight, <laughs> so I hit the gym. The gym helps you like crazy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, more than just you know, uh, physical fitness or anything. Making you into beefcake. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I'm not a beefcake by any means, but um, you know, it does help your your mind kind of loosen up, relax, yeah. kind of. Hmm. You know, those endorphins kick in, and you're feeling good. And then you start drawing after that, and everything's kosher. You know. You no, know, it's actually interesting. So, so this is the secret to success. We'll go to the gym. <laughs> Our radio show will be amazing and creative, and we'll be oh, successful. I hear you. Yeah. Well, that's All true. Panting. They've actually done lots of studies <laughs> showing <laughs> that you're a better thinker if you exercise regularly. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. because you've had enough endorphins. So, those that are afraid of the gym or afraid of working out, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you could be thinking a whole lot better than you already oh, do. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, in other, words, totally so in other words, what you're telling me is I need to go quit my job, stay at the gym half the day, and then just do this the other half. Professional so that way and then I'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'd well, be making would... lots of money. Well, not only that, but you'd also be able to play Thor. Exactly. Why? Because you'd be huge. You'd be huge. <laughs> no. <laughs> you said you'd spend half the day there. You'd be like Yeah, but see. You'd be the next Lance Armstrong. See, I'm not. I, I, so if could... I go to the gym, I'm not the guy that's like lifting weights. I'm like swimming. <laughs> I'm. You know, I'm on a, I'm on a cycle or something like that. Yeah. I'm I'm not power lifting, and yeah. I am. Yeah. But that, yeah, it's that transformation process though that happened during for me during yeah. that time because I was really depressed. Mm-hmm. I was not feeling good about any of my skills. Yeah. I was not self confident at all. Confidence is way key. And you know, when you start working out, you know, after a couple of weeks, it takes about two weeks of your butt getting kicked. You start to build that confidence, like, oh, I can do this. I can, you know, I can run for 15 minutes, you know. Starts out, I started out at three minutes, dude. I was pooped, you know, but I was, you know, very isolated. I wasn't doing much exercise, you know. Yeah. And I had some real health problems, you know. Now I've lost, you know, over 115 pounds, you know, since I started, you know, so I'm doing a lot better. My confidence is through the roof. I feel a lot better about myself. Nice. And that translated into me doing better at my artwork. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. And me just putting myself out there for risk, you know. Yeah. Like I would have never thought about because uh, I wanted to see what I was going to do and then uh, you know how I was going to do professionally and things like that. And so Sal was like, you know, you need to go to a convention to get your stuff out there to be seen. It's like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do this, you know, whatever. And I just ended up, all right, you know, I'm going to go to Emerald City Comic Con. And that was just this last year. Yeah. So that was my first con ever. Wow. And I made some business cards. I brought up my best artwork. And I wore some nice clothes. And I went to every, you know, I went to Valiant Comics. I went to whoever I could see, show my artwork around, got nose across the board. You Mm -hmm. know, we don't do this here, blah, blah, blah. But people looked at my artwork, you know. And so it kind of got me out there. It got me like, oh, hey, this is really good. Met a couple of contacts, turned into a job, you know, one that didn't work out. But it got my 
foot in the door making more comics, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. doing more work. And then I was like, oh, you know, if I can do this, maybe I can. I'm going to have to sell my stuff. So I was like, all right, I'll I'll get an artist alley table over at Salt Lake City Comic Con. I don't know if it'll be good, you know, if people want to stop or whatever. So I got one, made some postcard or some uh, bookmarks, which I gave mm-hmm. you guys, some badges, some prints. But then I brought my drawing table along. I'm like, yeah, I bet you I can sketch for people. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to sketch. And I just did a couple of quick drawings of the Superman and Mega Man. And I hung them on the front of the drawing board, and people just kept coming over like crazy. And which, you know, is an ego booster and it's a confidence booster as well. You know, thinking, hey, you know, I can do this. Well, you so. did draw Mega Man, and that's obviously a magnet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, and that Superman guy. Yeah, I drew Mega Man <laughs> six times those three days. Huh. Everybody kept wanting it. So. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's just pretty good. cool. I mean, because going from te- a tech field, I mean, I've, mm-hmm. I've been there. Uh, it's a tough job. Most often, you're in a back room, closed off from everyone. Yep. Mm-hmm. And... Yep. Some cases you may have windows. If you do, most likely. I was lucky I had windows. Luckily, the uh, you know most often if you are you know the uh, the shades are, are drawn or closed off. I was the only guy off. on the site though. I was working at a data center. Yeah. So uh, I was a one man yeah. show. Yeah, and generally you're by yourself. You know, yep. it, it's really tough going to something where you have to put yourself out there because mm-hmm. that's the only way you're going to get yourself seen. Yeah. Um. So I, it, it felt really weird. Yeah. You know, the first time doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's just like, oh, okay, hey, you know, I'm Brad. You know, this is what I do. Here's my site. It's second nature, but the first time, you know, fear. You know, yeah. just, it's kind of crippling, but it's kind of empowering at the same time. So, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of doing it, zipping in. Like, okay, I can do this, you know. So, so even though you're not making the Buku box like nope. you used to. Not yet. Um, do, you, do you feel like you're in a, a, a better place? Uh, because yeah, I'm you, a lot you've better mentally, spiritually, yeah. and art-wise than I was cool. before. So a lot better. Yeah. But you know, for everyone out there, you know, it's it wasn't an easy road. It's no. not like y- you're walking out there and you're the next Jim Lee or anything like that. Or, or anything like that. <laughs> Jim Lee's an anomaly. Yeah, I I know he is, but. I, I know there's a lot of people out there that's like, oh, man, line, you know, Jim Lee. I'm just going to go out. People are going to see my artwork, and oh, I'm going to I will be drawing comic books for DC or Marvel next week. No. Hey, it just doesn't happen that way. It takes oh. a while. Yeah, you usually yeah, get turned down, down by a, them immediately. <laughs> there was a um, saying that I took to heart when I was in my transformation. Talent meets hard work. Talent plus hard work. Uh, cannot speak right now. Talent plus hard work equals godlike. So, you know, it's if you if you put those two together, you're going to be unstoppable pretty yeah. much. But if you have the talent and you don't do anything with it, you're just another failure, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's people who don't have this, you know, the natural talent to draw when they're younger, yeah, and just practice and practice and practice, and they become successful. So I mean, it's anything you do though, yeah, you know, that translates into anything. So I'm a firm believer of. Anybody can do anything they want if they're willing to put the work in. Yeah. yeah. Those people that say they they can't draw worth crap. Oh, I, I love those people. They okay. can. I can't draw. Like, well, I can draw crap. Yeah. <laughs> it's I not said, really hard. I said worth. worth. Oh, uh, worth. They, yeah, it's just they chose their. You can't draw worth their time crap. to put into something else. You know, I've had to sacrifice a lot of my own things. I don't have a family right now. Wish I had a family. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. I you know, I've been down the road of, you know, serious health 
problems. Mm-hmm. But I also got to do things I some people never got to do. I got to travel for a while. Yeah. I've been overseas, you know, mm-hmm. nice. it was a lot of fun. And so, I mean, it's what you do want to choose to put your energy yeah. in, you know, is what you're going to get out of it. But you sacrifice. Everybody sacrifices something. So, no matter what you did, everybody has different talents, too. Nobody's going to have the same talents in life as someone else. You may have you similar know. talents, but it's a different. It's yeah. still different. Well, you know, there's people who are, you know, like President Obama, who's really good at speaking, you know. To large crowds, being very charismatic. Except for in his I always put my foot in my mouth and stutter. You know, I can't spell at all. You know, very yeah. well. <laughs> Looks like we may have someone that's uh, gone ahead and like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Or followed you. Mm, waiting for it to update. It hasn't updated yet. Okay. Someone just said done. So I'm assuming they did it. All right. Well, if it gets done, it'll pop up here in a minute and then we'll. Uh... So we, you know, we don't have a lot of time le- left, but if you want to check out some of Brad's stuff, you can go to his webpage. It's www.bradashworth.com. Yep. You can always follow him on his Twitter feed, which yep. is uh, Pencil for Life, um, as well as go. you can go to our webpage. It's posted up there uh, on the post for tonight's show. Yep. It has a link there. You click on that. It'll go straight there mm-hmm. to his, his website. Um it, it you know it's it's amazing. I mean, I like to draw. I doodle every now and then. But to actually see the amount of time you've put in, and it's not it's pretty amazing. Thanks. Now, what you've been able to really good. to pull off. So I appreciate it. Yeah, quite, you know, being colorblind has also helped me out with you know the grayscale work immensely. It's obviously. Oh, and that's out. another thing. Just you know, the fact that you're colorblind and you still you've been able to take that even though it isn't grayscale, it's still pretty stunning and you don't need the color in that to yeah, yeah. to draw anything out which and is you can definitely yeah. tell the guy's got a flashlight <laughs> oh yeah 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 the other guy yeah there's the, the random guy who's there to help light the scene yeah yeah and you know they're be kind of throughout comics all the time <laughs> well yeah they're always you know random yeah. guy you know, i need a light here how am i gonna add it random guy in the woods <laughs> They should well, you do know, that more in movies. That'd be I funny. I always thought that, you know, I was watching uh, the Hulk versus Wolverine, the animated one. I'm yeah. Like, uh-huh. What if there's like a random camper in the woods while I was drawing that? I'm like, oh, yeah, that'd be perfect. You yeah. Know, you know, he'd be freaked out, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. If they actually did that in movies, that'd explain a lot of things more. Like what? Like uh, extra lighting that they do. Oh, yeah. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. Or even music. Just have somebody start playing like, the music. Why, <laughs> why, why, why are we here? The sky yeah. so far away. Why know? are we hearing a banjo in the background? <laughs> well, it's it's kind of funny because that just reminds me of, like, if you listen to the uh, the special effects and, oh, I can't even remember. But you, you listen to, on uh, the Two Towers, mm-hmm. you listen to one of the other audio tracks of the mm-hmm. creators of it. And... One of them goes, you know, I, I always get asked, where does that light come from that's coming up on Frodo? And it's when he's lying in the uh, top of the tower, mm-hmm. and uh, Samwise is on his way to get him. Oh, and yeah, he's yeah. he's just laying there, and the, all the light is behind him. Gotta keep him. the mic close, yeah. And the light's all behind him, but uh, there's a there's key light right on him. And he's been asked, and the guy that did the lighting was like, I always been asked this, and he's like, same place the music comes from. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. So it's really not there. No. We just get to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's I, not a lot of lens flare everywhere. Yeah. Oh Actually, uh, uh, 
J.J. Abrams actually apologized yes, for that. Yes, I know. There's I, an article that, that just came out, uh, an interview he had, where he actually apologized for the over-excessive use of lens flare. Yeah, not everybody's using it, too. So. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing. That's kind of, I think why he's kind of apologizing. He's like, I've started something. Yeah. yeah and now everyone's using it. I hope he, stop, he does not use that in the new Star Wars. Um, I don't think he's going to, <laughs> just because be it has a different kind of a tone. It's yeah, kind, yeah. You don't. You rarely see something brand new and shiny in Star Wars. Well, um, when you do, you want to kick it. Yeah. His name is Jar Jar. Yeah, but he is definitely going to be going for that film grain kind of look because he wants it to feel like the original. Yeah. I hope and he not uses just straight up real film. And well, he actually cool. what I last read, which it's going to be digital, while, unfortunately. He said, but that he's, he's going to try to. He's going to go for the best that grainy. to make it look more like it was actual film instead cool. of being the whole uh, digital that they did with episodes two and three, which, yeah. you know, for people that really followed Star Wars, didn't actually ever happen. Yeah. That's <laughs> you know, that's because George Lucas died. Yeah, long ago. In yes. Hearts, yeah. Well, no. I don't, I don't know if you ever saw There's actually a, a joke going out that actually said that uh, oh. he... George Lucas had died before episode one, well, and that's why the rest stunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, well, uh, you can also you can tell that's not true just by watching yes, episode I four. I know I my know. brother. He he's a big Star Wars nut. He read yeah. all the books, everything. He hated episode one and two. Like, and that is not what's in the story. Yeah, that no, that's not what we were told. Yeah, the books. You and know, he I was just going nuts over it. I'm like. I didn't read the book, so I'm like, it'll work for me. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's kind of tough. It is because, I mean, let's face it, this movie that was created that, you know, the the execs didn't even think had a shot in in anything to mm-hmm. be successful. Mm-hmm. So that's they pretty much though. that's pretty much why they handed over almost all rights and everything to George Lucas. Oh, you mean the original one, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm sure they're all kicking yeah. themselves very hard now. If they're still alive. Um well, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure Fox, dude. Cool. Fox, right? Well, or is it some of the execs 20, yeah. aren't alive anymore. I'm too. sure they're not now, but I'm sure the execs or whoever's in power is saying, oh, man, if we had only gotten a piece of that thing. Yeah, then they'd be um, like Disney right now. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and Disney now owns all of it. Um, Disney owns almost everything. True. Yeah, even Marvel. Yeah. It's kind of sad. Um, well, no, they've actually done some great movies since they, they have bought They have done great movies, but... Since they've been I still kind of want it to be separate. You know, I want the Disney World in one world. I would like Marvel. Yeah. That's the nice another. thing that they actually, have kept them separate. That's the yeah. thing that they've uh, but, been trying to do is keeping it separate, which well, is what was happening with mm-hmm. Pixar before. Is they were going to try to mesh them together. Steve we got we got ninety seconds, but you know, real quickly, the expanded universe is fun to read. It's really interesting. There is a lot of extra stuff out there. Um, but if you try to compare that to the movies, you know the, the newer ones, it's tough. Oh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'd have to see. But we're gonna get about a minute left. So, is there anything that you want to say to our listeners? You know, besides, go to his website, <laughs> bradashworth.com. Um, support the book when it comes out. Uh, it should be out in about a month, well, maybe a little over. Uh, it's White Eye Studios. Um, is doing it. Mm-hmm. They are working on the webpage right now uh, to get all the information up there, and we're going to be adding the new artwork for the book. Uh, other than that, though, if you have any questions, if you want to write me and ask, you know, certain things about drawing and stuff, I'm, you know, I'd be happy to give tips, you know, things like that. So, yeah. Okay. And just 
you keep an eye out. It looks like it's Jeff Toplick. If I'm uh, yeah, saying that right, for some reason it's not getting any. Uh, he just said he's the one that said done as far as liking. So uh, well, if he did, um, it, then he's got it. So, so we're just going to double check. We probably have to go upstairs for the signal to come yeah, through. But uh, catch done. us Monday. We'll be doing our show live from uh, Epic Puzzles and Games. We'll be talking to Michael Brent Collins about his new horror book. So um, until then, uh, we're out of here. See Goodbye, you. internet. <laughs>